Welcome to Fired Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Hopple. I'm Cameron Hewitt. And live and in person. Oh man, dude. It always hits different when it's like right here, you know? When we can get coronavirus from each other. Yeah. <laughs> we're just almost like spitting in each other's mouths, but we're not. <laughs> Holy shit. Cam, we're off to a good start. Whenever Andrew and I swap spit, one of us always gets COVID. But um, <laughs> I would just like to point out, I think it's funny how I talk crap about accountings or accountants and we are like essentially building our mic stand on an accounting book. And then it gets <laughs> it gets better because it goes to the sacred rights of con- of conscious and then it ends with Jericho Willink at the top. It's like, that seems like the good order of operations. For those of you who don't know what the hell Cam is talking about, we have, <laughs> well, in person, we have um, a stool that we're using for a mic stand as well as three different textbooks. <laughs> Just to make this work. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Fire Up Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. Whether you're here for your first one or you've been here for a while, um, or you've been here since Cam and I used to do this in person every week. Oh my gosh, dude. You know, over about a year and a half. No, more so. Mm. It was March of 2019 that we started. Yeah, what's four plus six? Listen, Dick. <laughs> it's almost November. Which month is October? So, <laughs> so a year and a half. In seven months. It, guys, Andrew, hey, Andrew as a trainer only needs to be able to count to 10, essentially. <laughs> So, guys, I'm a trainer because I was bad at math. I'm a big dumb idiot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Here to Fire Podcast, we are a fitness based podcast. Yeah. But Cam and I roast each other for the majority of the hour and then yeah. talk about a number of other things. So, once again, thanks for being here, guys. We just hit the gnarliest garage gym sesh. Yeah, it was good, dude. We did a little bit of strength. Honestly, it got. The most gnarly at the end when this is the thing about like whenever you and I work out, it's like it can start off kind of normal, but then it's like, okay, we're going to always end it with something like stupid. Like that one CrossFit workout we did or when I was here a few months ago, we did that like it was like 15 minutes. I'm like, dude, this feels like like an hour. You know, that like circuit we did. When was that? That was um, on the driveway. Yeah, well, that was like the 4th of July weekend, probably. Oh. Yeah, when I visited. Yeah, yeah, at my parents' house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that driveway has had some good workouts done. Was that the it. last time I saw you? Mm-hmm. No mm. way. Was it really? No. No, I saw you one other time, I believe. Yeah. I don't I don't remember why. Oh, because you and Abby came in. Oh, yeah, because you and Abby came in, and then we, like, walked and got coffee. Mm. That was... Yeah, That's that was, right. That, that must have been, like, August or September. Mm, it was August, I believe. Okay. So we start off with a very... I was still in a weird place. (laughs) (laughs) We start off with like a very normal like strength program that I'm doing. And then at the end, it was like, okay, I'll let Andrew choose the optional exercises because we're doing my program thing. And then at the end, it's like, okay, well, let's just do like BFR supersets for our biceps. And that's when it just got like a little bit, a little bit out of hand. My, My arms are like, they just feel so good being... At my side, not moving. <laughs> All right, so listen here, guys. So this jerk walks into my house, <laughs> and he goes, "All right, so we're gonna start with some squats." The guy told me it was a deadlift day. I did squats <laughs> yesterday, and we got them done anyways. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you still got some pretty good weight though. We we're feeling like a, a newborn baby deer, like Cam used to say. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but no, that was good. That, that garage gym is coming along very, very nice. And he also had to point out that the GHD, the glute hamstring developer, was still not put together. It, it looks like you almost are starting to put it back in the box <laughs> a little bit. Like you're, you're definitely regressing. I'm so done with throwing away boxes. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've gotten so many boxes with all the gym equipment 
and I'm pretty sure the garbage man is also very over it. Yeah, <laughs> and all my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I don't know if you had anything planned to talk about, but dude, I do. I always have a few things that I want to talk okay. about. Um, you you know that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't stop. So <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just go screw myself real quick. So first thing I want to talk about, I just want to ask you how training's going for you because we're getting back into and I fucking hate when we say that we're getting back into fitness. We're we're getting back into regular training, regular routine training. And when I say getting back into guys, um, I'm sure you a lot of you feel similar. Um, with the shakeup of routine that that the whole world has presented for us for a long time, right? I'd say the last four months I've been getting back into it. Mm-hmm. And not that I haven't been consistent, but that it takes, and you know, Cam and I talk about this quite a bit um, in all of our episodes for the podcast, what it takes to be in a fitness routine, a fitness lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If things don't happen, actually that was, that was one of our, our main topics from the last uh, podcast, right? Things don't happen all at once, and it takes actually quite a bit of time, and that's why I love fitness so much. It's a great fervent reminder for us that anything that's really worth it is going to take time. Mm -hmm. We're talking about finances. We're talking about um, investment in your body, your health. So in strength even, I mean, we were joking about it, making fun about it (laughs) while we were training, but we feel so much weaker compared to what we were doing prior. Like a specific example for you. I was looking at my, my Instagram stories the other day, and I talked about this briefly with Cam. And uh, we had this September 2018 um, like story clip of, of a few a few videos pushed together of us at Export Fitness. Shout out to Export. <laughs> the, the fertile crescent of, uh, of, our, <laughs> of our Chicago-laid fitness experience. Uh, <laughs> and um, we were doing this pull-up challenge because I, I remember Cam was like, dude, I bet I could, I bet I could out pull up you with your body weight. And I was like, there's absolutely no way. So, so we were at, at that time, we were of course years into a consistent fitness routine, yeah. um, without any hiccups, without any distractions. Um, and we were a lot stronger at, at that time. I was able to rep out like 15 or 16 pull-ups. Yeah. Way not to mention what we were doing. We were trained that we were, that must have been the same September for the Spartan race. Yep. Because we were doing so many pull-ups and stuff like that that it kind of became like, okay, we're both getting pretty good at these. Like, I believe you were, you were correct. It's about It was about a month prior to... Yeah. Um, I was in 2019, just last year. No. 2018 is when we did the... That's when it was stamped? Well, 2019... It was 2019. Oh, duh. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. What year is it? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. So, so, yeah, it was 2019 in the fall. Um, so a year ago we were, I mean, aesthetically wise, I looked like shit. I was like, I was like, who is this guy? His, I was like a little beefy. Like my, my nips were poking through my shirt. I was like, what is this guy? 400 pounds. <laughs> but, um, I, and I was like all grizzly. I was like, who is this guy? And there was, there was definitely the, um, I coach way too much <laughs> look I had going on. <laughs> so that made me laugh. Um, Cam's looking at me right now. He's like, dude, you look like that now. No. <laughs> no um, anyways, so I, Cam's like, all right, we're going to see how many how many reps Andrew can do. So I got like 15 or 16 pull-ups. And then Cam was like, oh, man, all right, I'm going to try to beat him. Yeah. He's a little intimidated. And this man slaps on like 
I was heavy. I think I was like 210 or so. I was going to say, you were probably 210. At, 215 at that time, I closer. Like, I was like 170 or like almost one, probably like 167 or something. Cam slaps on like 30 pounds to catch up to wherever my weight was, like yeah, 40 pounds maybe. It was, yeah. And he reps out eight clean pull-ups. <laughs> and I, like we were doing eight pull-ups at the end of our like back day and oh with the sense with assistance and we were like smoked oh and God. i weigh like soaking wet 190 yeah yeah no it's just one of those things where it's like i mean we haven't worked out consistently in a long time and specifically training for like dude really the the best way to get good at pull-ups is just doing pull-ups like, you can do yeah. a lap pull down you can do barbell rows all day long it's still just I don't know, man. It's just a little different when you're actually doing them. But it's something you can get good at really fast. Well, the thing is, I think both of us have been consistent for some time now. But once again, if we compare the two, I mean, we were training for years Mm -hmm. on strength specifically and aesthetics goals to get bigger and stronger. Um, I took, I remember before this garage gym, consistent weight training was like once a week. And it was when I could borrow like my cousin Dan's like gym yeah. and we would do like circuit training. So mm-hmm. we do like more cross training. But, um, and that was like during the summer, it was like once a week. And I was like, yeah. yes, I can get some weight training in. Mm-hmm. Or for the latter part of the summer, it was like, <laughs> your biceps feeling it? Dude, I'm just like rubbing on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, like an, an eat the frog class yeah. or a session out I could do. Um, so from like March until like really until this gym started coming together, yeah. I had not been consistently training weights um, really until 75 hard began. Mm-hmm. So that's like five months. Yeah. And it's incredible how much strength you can lose. It's it was just cardio. I was doing, I was doing, remember in August I was running like every day Yeah, and yeah. I was just sweating my, my life away yeah. and my legs shrank to like a good pencil size. <laughs> A number two pencil. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Unsharpened, yeah. But it's just now that we're getting, finally getting back into a, hey, now we have some longevity into our routine. Because mm-hmm. I've been, if we're talking about 75 hard, is the, the basis of my consistent weight training. Mm-hmm. We're on day 44. How long has yeah. it been for you for consistent weight training now? Because yeah. gyms opened up. Gyms opened up a little bit later than they did in Illinois. It was like mid mm, I think it was like maybe like September like 10th or something somewhere around there so now it's been probably about a month and a half like six weeks of and I mean I since literally since the day they opened I've been going like very consistently like five to six days a week the whole time Hmm. so um really consistent but also it's like you got to think it literally took me probably two weeks to just even wake up my body and let it know like, hey, we are doing this again. And then you also have the aspect of, now I have to relearn, because here's the thing, you can relearn a bicep curl like that. You don't even need to really relearn it. You kind of just are able to do it. Um, but You, have, you doing, have that like brain pathway already created. Exactly, and it's just- Like riding a bike. Like it's an isolation movement, right? It's so easy. So, um, but if you're relearning how to squat, deadlift, bench press, overhead press, those are big movements and you, you do need to kind of, at least for me, I have to relearn how to do them and activate the proper muscles and all that stuff. So during this program, that's been like a huge part of it. So, you know, the weights we were just lifting, it's like, yeah, they're light, but I'm still learning how to just even do the movement. And then now I'm slowly 
you know, loading it heavier and heavier because now I feel I'm, I'm like, okay, I know how to squat again. Now I'm going to start adding a little bit more weight to it where if I just jumped in, I, I definitely would have like hurt myself probably. The heaviest I was repping was what, like 250, 255? Something like that. You had a 225, 225 plus 20, plus so yeah, 245. 245, 250, something like that. Because I think we slapped on some smaller ones. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so so for me, like I was repping out 315 back in the day, back in high school. Remember no. when you squatted like 400 or whatever? Or no, you deadlifted 420. 435. Yeah, what did you squat in that powerlifting meet? Squat, oh, I failed. I red-lighted on um, my last one. So I think I got like 365 or something. That's ridiculous. But, yeah. So we, we've we definitely, I don't know, to, I could probably, if I train for a powerlifting meet, I think I could slip into a lower class. You probably could. Because I'm I'm yeah. definitely a lot lighter than where I was prior. Yeah. Um, and you can manipulate so much with water. And now that we know how to do that pretty well, do you feel like you know how to do that? I've, I've never personally done it, but I know a couple people who have done that for powerlifting meets where essentially you chug like two or three gallons of water a day for like a week and then like 24 hours before you stop. So your body's just, just you're just pissing like crazy, but you're not replenishing it. Yeah. Um, and then you obviously have to like replenish yourself after you, you weigh in and all that stuff. But uh, That's what Scott and I tried to do for the, the 220 goal. Oh, did he, did he make it? We finished at like 221 for the one oh, year. Oh, that, that hurts. Well, it's, I mean, it's just, it was a fun challenge to, to try to get to the final push. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 50 plus pounds in a year is amazing. And it it's was really good. It yeah. was over a pound a week was the average. And that's a lot. Right? That's a, I mean, to, it's a huge change to keep your body. it off too. And that's what, that's like a really good point. It's like, you can apply that kind of to strength too, where it's like in a, in a year, if you add, 50 pounds to all of your lifts that's good progress you're not gonna you know you're not gonna double your bench press in a year i mean well you unless you're like a complete newbie and then all of a sudden you know you you probably could but right. um you just, yeah, just got to think like it's like that one uh that one tony robbins quote that everyone knows where it's like people overestimate what they can do in one year and they underestimate what they can do in five yeah it's kind of that mentality where it's like dude if scott said hey in a year i want to be shredded with with abs, it's like maybe he could have done it, but then the pendulum would have swung the other way and maybe he would have, you know, rebounded like really awfully. But with what he's doing now, if you do another four four more years, Scott's one year out of five in that quote. Dude, Scott right? Scott's gonna be stronger than us in like a year. He, he no, he already is. He was telling us <laughs> yeah. when we were interviewing him, um, which if you haven't listened to, you definitely should. Um, That's one of my favorite podcasts we've was, ever done. Oh yeah, I was about the other day. I'm like, oh, that was really good. Like it's just so applicable. Well, he was he blew my mind when he was like, yeah, I was I was working out. I knew I I tried squatting uh, three plates, and I was like, didn't you just start? Like, what what do you mean you're squatting three plates? He's like, like slapping them on, just you, you animal. Dick, yeah, like what the heck? He does have he's got some tree trunk legs. He's very he's a strong guy. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely not, not a couple string beans like us. <laughs> Well, you know are we I, are we hard gainers now? You know I, <laughs> well, you know what I've realized is, I've I think I came to the conclusion like a couple months ago that I was I was so obsessed with like okay if I want to get stronger I have to put on weight, but I'm seeing all these videos of of guys who are 150 160 180 pulling 500 pounds, and 
You just have to do it right. You just have to be consistent, do it right, recover yeah. properly. Exactly. Um, and we don't have to have a major surplus. We don't have to do a dirty bulk. Exactly. Like, like the, the college bro mentality of, I used to eat, eat a bunch of burgers and like pizza. Drink a gallon of milk a day, chocolate milk. <laughs> I do my chocolate milk. <laughs> Honestly, bro, that's just how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things is, uh, this is a Jordan Syatt He said thing. as he moved his man boob out of the way. <laughs> But uh, so Jordan Syatt, who's a big, I guess you could say fitness influencer, but he's one of the good ones, right? He's not a shithead. Um, he, he, you know, he was able to deadlift 500 pounds and he was one, 130 or like 140. And what a beast. He said the, the small trainers are always the best. It's all about <laughs> I'm how convinced. fast you can move the bar. That, and he's like, that's it. It's all about velocity. If you can rip it up and train for explosiveness. That's how you will gain he's, strength. He's like, guys, you just have to be five two like me, and then you can just <laughs> and caloric deficit. That's like the only just, thing he's <laughs> just the closer you are to the ground, the shorter you are, the better. That's why I'm going to do a full split, and then I'll just have to lift the bar up an inch. Cam actually has decided that he's going to body mod himself. He's going to cut off his <laughs> legs from his kneecap down. <laughs> he's just going to hip hinge the weight up. Yeah, right. There's this one guy. His name is uh, Jeremy Smith, and he's a. Uh, uh, I'll try to be politically correct. He's he's a a little person. Yeah. Mid, whatever. What, he's like four two, right? Okay. Um, he can squat five hundred pounds. What a beast! Yeah, he's an absolute monster. He's what an animal. J M Smith on uh, on Instagram. He's just he trains at Westside, obviously. Of course he does. Um, and dude, he's like he's probably pound for pound the strongest person who's ever lived because he weighs like God bless a hundred pounds probably. You know, but he's just so so strong. It's like. You don't need to be a big guy. You just need to do proper training and recovery, and that's it. It's all about, and I like the way you said that, it's all about the um, pound-for-pound training. Mm -hmm. So you shouldn't look at these guys who are like, if you're trying to get really strong, like 6'8", and they're you know like the mountain, and I'm pretty sure he's taller. And he's like the world's strongest man. Like, of course, he can recruit more muscle (laughs) because he's – a literal giant. His name is the mountain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thor half Bjorn or half, half Thor Bjornson or half whatever. Thor Bjornson. Yeah. Um, but anyways, pound for pound, if you're trying to get really strong, what does that look like for your body? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of a mentality that I've been at recently. Um, trying not to not like, Oh, don't look at people around you because that's like bad for your mental health. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, it's good to take other people's physiques and their abilities for inspiration, I think. But looking at my body, I'm like, okay, now that I'm really like, I've said this previously recently, I'm getting to the, I am at the leanest point that I've ever been at. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is what I look like. And let's just push Andrew's body Mm -hmm. as far as we can go. Right. Um, whether that's, I want to be, focusing on aesthetics, the way I look, the way, you know, my body's shaped and the the form of it. I want to work on performance goals. I want to work on strength goals. What does Cam's body look like? And where are we at body weight wise? And how can we, and where are we at previously? You know, it's always fun to chase those goals that you had prior and then life got in the way and trying to regain or or surpass those previous goals. It's like you're chasing your, your ghost, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's, it's fun. And it's, I think it's the, the mental flip of, positive goal chasing it's just the way uh that you frame yourself but mm-hmm. truly making it about your body and you're like okay like so i've got a wider base frame my arms are a little shorter uh i don't know i've got pretty like 
well-developed calves and I, you know, I haven't trained them too hard because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a terrible runner. So I run on the balls of my feet. So my calves are always firing off. <laughs> <laughs> but like looking at that, I'm like, okay, well, I want to chase this goal. I want to chase that goal and try to see if I can develop this portion of, of uh, my body. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. And that's what I've been trying to do recently, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and even I think whenever you compare yourself to anyone, it's more times than not, it's probably a bad idea. Even if you compare yourself to to you, like I think back to when I was eight, when I was able to deadlift three hundred and like twenty something pounds. If I focus on that so much, I'm like I get discouraged. So I'm like I'm nowhere near that now. So I think what you were just saying, where it's like, okay, where am I at right now, and then what's something I can kind of work on and track. So the way for me to get encouraged is to think, okay, six weeks ago when I started working out again, bench pressing one thirty five, which to me is like. That's always just a warm up weight. For the past like six years, it's been a warm up weight. And now, and you know, six weeks ago, doing it for six reps, I was like, wow, this is tough. So I could think back to when I was able to do 225 and, you know, piss all over myself and be like, oh, you're so weak now. Or I can track it over the next six weeks and I'm like, oh, wow, now I'm doing 165 for 15 reps. So that's, I would completely negate that gigantic win. If I'm still focused on, eh, it's not 225, right? And then I'm going to get discouraged and then my mental game is going to be all off, right? So Absolutely. you got to be careful with when and who you're comparing yourself to. Really, the person you should be comparing yourself to is the like most recent you that you've tracked. Mm. As recent as you can. So for me, forget about the cam that used to be able to lift all those weights. Compare yourself to the cam that is now restarting because that's more accurate. Dude, you're sounding like a trainer, which is which is funny. You sound more analytical and more like a trainer than I think you ever have for some reason to me. And it's funny because now you've been out of the training circle for a year. Yeah, yeah actually a full, a full year I've not. I mean, technically, I would still consider both of us trainers, I think, because you have the mentality and that's like a passion and a goal for you. Um, and really, that's the title that we have for this podcast. So it has to be. But... The, the cool thing is, in this podcast, you have two trainers here that have very different major goals and mindsets and approaches to training. So whether you're somebody like me who the most important part of training for you is aesthetically looking a certain way and trying to build your body to look a certain way, not training a specific way to do that, but because I've, I've got um, one of those neurotypes that's very focused on creativity and and you know finding out different ways to do things and changing things up so i can understand and relate to that if you're one of those people too but um creating molding and forming your body that's the most important part for you or if you're somebody who's very interested in performance and excelling in a specific lift a specific style uh, style of training and achieving um performance level that's cam mm-hmm. right but it's cool that we can kind of right. combine and yeah. uh, talk about those different things together i think that's I always like to look back at that. I'm like, wow, this is like a great combination here. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and one of the great things is like you, you're going to, whichever one you're kind of focusing on, you're going to end up getting probably a little bit of the other one as well. Absolutely. You know, so it's, 
And this is one of the great things. You can't add on like 30 pounds of muscle when you're trying to train for aesthetics and not get stronger. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> I just, if you do that. You can't train for strength and like get really strong and not look better. Unless you're doing like a really crappy, dirty bulk and you're like, like when, you know, you can do it that way. But um, yeah, if you do it the right way, if you're doing like just focusing on strength and eating pretty clean and good, yeah, you're going to you're going to uh, have your physique kind of come through, which is great. And this, that's something that I really don't like about a lot of, I guess the fitness industry where it says like, okay, this is specifically for this. Like, so the, the bicep curls we were doing, there's all those different grips, which it might f- fire certain parts more, but you're, you're still going to be hitting your whole bicep. It might hit it a little bit more leaning towards, you know, the, the outer head, inner head, whatever, but it's not like, okay, if you do a hammer curl, you're only going to hit that outer head. It's like, well, okay, no, you're obviously still going to use the whole thing. Right. Right. So, or if someone's like, okay, if you're purely training for like aesthetics, you have to do high reps or whatever. You know, it's like, there's more than one way to do it. Like, and here's the thing, if you've been doing high reps for eight weeks, it's probably not going to be as beneficial as it was the second, third and fourth week. If you go to heavier, more, I guess you would say strength training, that's going to be a new stimulus. And then you can go back to high reps. So you always have to like change it up a little bit um, periodically. So it's just, you, you can't be so stuck in one mentality. Like, okay, I have to eat chicken and rice every meal. It's like, no, you, like, you're, you don't have to be married to these like ideas. Like these, there's so many zealots to you, right? If the less, the least zealot, you can be holy the, cow the less like a zealot you can be honestly the better i th- i think one thing i want to talk about today specifically on the most recent or one of the most recent uh mind pump episodes we talked about shoulders quite a bit they talked about shoulders quite a bit oh, I'm, say, I'm like what are, are we changing the name the and podcast? i and i want to talk about shoulders as well because going along with the aesthetic kind of note that i threw in there shoulders are and that's what their claim was one of the best ways to change your physique very quickly your overall physique and uh for men and women i should note specifically and i want to get your opinion on this have you listened to that one yet was it the was it the overhead press one well no it was just all about shoulders so maybe i don't think i did yet no cool so the idea here is and their claim was for a number of different reasons um Shoulders are such a major physique driver uh, for both men and women. Some of the notes being for guys, it's going to help you create that V taper shape, mm-hmm. right? That's the main thing I was just thinking of, yeah. When you improve your shoulder size and structure, um, it gives you a broader form, I would say. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, one note, uh, I think it was Adam was talking about how when he started focusing on his, he was an overdeveloped arm guy for a while. And when he started focusing on shoulders, people were making more comments on his arms hmm. after focusing on those shoulders because his arms were so over overdeveloped. The full form of his arm was not, even though they were very big or they were pretty big for, for um, where they were at compared to everything else, the form wasn't looking aesthetic. So it gave the illusion that they weren't as big as they actually were. Hmm. Now, once he started training arms or training shoulders more so, um, specifically, I think he said he lost about an inch on his arms, and people were saying that his arms looked bigger. Interesting. Once he started doing that, so it's a it's a great note that 
proportion is so important when we're mm-hmm. talking about aesthetics um, and not purely on the performance side. But if we're also talking about performance um, on that too, when we focus on training shoulders, shoulders are so important when it comes to a number of different lifts and uh, I'd say power training forms. Um, I mean, bench press alone, if you have strong shoulders, mm-hmm. they're going to recruit and they're going to help at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to lift a lot heavier weight. Yeah. No, it's definitely, yeah, when it comes to bench press, it's definitely, you know, it, the stronger sh- the shoulders you have, which, and not saying like, oh, it's a shoulder movement, but like, dude, it, your shoulders are very much so working during a bench press. And I think as far as aesthetics go, it definitely is one of those things where like, if you beef up your shoulders, it is going to make your arms look bigger. And then compared to your, oh, just, it just caps off your physique really well. Absolutely. And Even for women too, it's not just a guy thing, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. And if you have like, if you're wearing like a, like a short sleeve t-shirt and it's like pressed up against your shoulder and even gets a little bit looser around your arm, it's still going to give you a, I guess a more full look. Like you don't need the athletic form, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and just like, even from, from the side, if you have like a developed shoulder, it's, it, it starts off the arm, right? So if your arms are even like decently developed and your shoulder looks great, it's going to make your arms look way better too. So, yeah, I think it's, it's funny cause they were saying how many of them were underdeveloped shoulder people for a while. And it's so funny when I compare that to myself and that was like one of the main focuses I had for so many years was like, man, I have to make my shoulders as big as possible mm-hmm. because, because of Josh and he had those, <laughs> we always talk about it, those body armor shoulders, my roommate, um, if you want to see what Josh looks like, you can check out Rec Aesthetics. We've got that YouTube channel that we've been um, adding a few videos to every now and then. But he had the, these great, and he still does. Um, he lost a little bit of size, but he had these great, really developed shoulders, and we call them the body armor shoulders. And that was always the pursuit of, of developing those. And I look mm-hmm. back on some photos that we had, not a ton. We had a few photos of us like training in college, and I was like, is this... Is, like is this version of me like 12 years old like <laughs> i am so underdeveloped in all the different areas it's like that's why photos are so important i know i'm getting on a tangent here but looking back at those i'm like oh my god i can't believe i looked at that looked like that when i was 20 like almost 21 yeah like when we when we were <laughs> when we were camp counselors in the middle of minnesota when we were 19 20 mm-hmm. we didn't look like ourselves now at all I didn't see the picture of us that young in a very long time. So I right. I remember we kind of like, I remember you actually, you took like a weekend off to go home and work out. <laughs> you're, you're, Did you're, I really? You're like, dude, I just, I just missed the gym so much. And you're like, I think there was like. A, that was, there was the very start of my fitness thing. Cause I started in May. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember we did, we would do like mini workouts like on the weekends, like, like some pull-ups dips, like just, you know, whatever. And then you're, yeah. act, you're active all day, which helps. But yeah, that was like probably the the real start of it all. Um, and yeah, I bet, oh man, I bet we were very, un, like as we would say, a, a clean slate. <laughs> that was absolutely like the, the kids that we molded. saw at the dunes. <laughs> we saw these like, uh, probably like 19, 20 year old kids over at the dunes. Yeah. Um, we went camping and that's like the comment that we made. We were like, man, those guys, they're so thin and yeah. like they have no muscle definition at all. Yeah. They're just clean slates. And that's where we were yeah. prior. Oh, me, me with a little extra body weight on even, me. Even looking at like the like the dunes trip that, oh, you know, yeah, the dunes trip that was leading into us going to Minnesota, or maybe it was right. No, it must have been right. It must have been right before because I had a, a patch over my 
tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember looking at that and just being like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think I worked out back then, like at all, you know? So yeah, pictures are just super important and it doesn't mean you're, you're vain or you're anything like that. It's just, it is a really big marker because if you start working out, you will notice physical changes and everyone to some degree does care about that. Like if, if you don't think you do stop working out and, and add five pounds of fat and see how you feel about yourself. Like you're, you're like, you're just, no, don't do that. Don't, don't encourage people to do that. That's your challenge for this. Week. <laughs> like you're just, all not, right, let's see how fast you guys can add five pounds to right. your body weight. So it's like, you're not going to feel good about yourself, you no. know? And it's a very interesting time we live in. Abby and I were kind of talking about this where, Fitness has never been a more, I think, popular thing due to social media, right? So are you talking about like this year? I mean, I mean, just over the past few years, I think fitness has made a. It's become more popular with places like Orange Theory and CrossFit, but then also just social media. Like, yeah, I think a lot of high schoolers are getting more. Like when we were in high school, YouTube was you, like YouTube, YouTube started blowing. So Cam and I started high school in 2009 mm-hmm. and all you guys are like, Oh, you guys are like what? 12. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, or maybe some of you are younger than us. I don't know. We're kind of like at that. I, when I hit 26, I was like, all right, now I feel like I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. That was the, this, this last birthday was the year. Um, but anyways, when we started high school, YouTube was like just starting to like build and mm-hmm. like people didn't all the time, like use YouTube. Teachers were like frustrated every time they tried to use a YouTube video. Yeah. Like they were like, "How does this work?" Like <laughs> <laughs> now everybody walks in with their iPads and they're like all synced. Yeah. Um, but it was still a new thing, and mm-hmm. fitness was—I remember—was starting to grow and be so popular. Yeah. Or it was still kind of underground, I'd say, when we were in high school. I don't. Even, I think you, dude, doodle jump was the big. Thing. You did, YouTube at that time was more like I remember using it a lot for music videos and like goofy compilation videos and stuff like that. I feel like in college, like 2015, 2016, at least for me, that's when I really got into watching like Rich Piana videos, Pump Chaser videos, stuff like that, right? So Rest in peace, Rich. I think that's when people realize they can make money off it. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I should get go. So then then you have kids now in high school who are, they have more access to Instagram and YouTube and things like so that. So much knowledge. And there's so much content out there. It's, it's becoming way more popular um i forgot where i was i don't forget where i was going with this i was gonna make a oh um something with us at camp what was it dude oh my god i'm i'm totally losing my train a learning curve of like the the things that we had um available to us no was that oh yeah it was about how fitness is making a huge i guess Upswing. Oh, yes, yes. This is it. So going back to the aesthetics, it's you have a lot of people who are getting very much so into fitness. It's becoming a very popular thing. Sure. There's um, athleisure wear, you know, which is like, oh, you look athletic, but also it's kind of you can kind of go out to Target if you want. Whatever. Um, Everybody has athleisure. But then wear. on the other side, you have this big body positivity. You're fine just the way you are sort of thing, right? Mm. And so – and there, and They're like at war with each other almost. Yeah, and there's a lot of – Things that are like that where it's it's a big movement in one way, and then you have the opposite side that's also a really big movement. And it's like, why can't pe- why why can't you combine those two things? Like, why can't you just say to yourself, okay, I'm gonna accept where I'm at. Like, this is where I am, and it and it's you know I'm not gonna let it eat me alive, right? I'm not gonna just shit on myself. 
Um, but I'm always going to strive to get better. You know, and I just think it's so interesting when, when people say you're fine just the way you are. But most people, if you really ask them like how they're doing, like dude, a lot of people have a lot of hardships going on, especially now while the world's just crazy. It's like if you're someone who like has a lot of anxiety or just not satisfied where you are in like your career, financially, relation, all these things. And someone's like, oh, no, you're fine just the way you are. And if you're like, this is fine. You're looking around at your life and there's a bunch of things you don't like that, you know, where you are in life. And you're like, this is what fine is like, no, that's stupid. Like you, you should never have that mentality. You should always think, okay, this is where I'm at. This is my starting point. I have a lot of untapped potential and untapped levels I can get to it. it it's Ed Milet. The, me and Andrew were just talking about him. He's the, he's the dad of the entrepreneurial like influencer space. And <laughs> he has this concept being blissfully dissatisfied where he is, he is so grateful for where he's at and he acknowledges it but then on the other side he also says there's more to this like i there's more i can do there's another level of myself that i can become and i think that's just such a good mentality because if you just say i'm 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 perfect the way i am in 5 years if you're the same person you're dude you're going to be i think you're going to find yourself depressed i think you're going to find yourself incredibly unsatisfied in, in more than just one way. Like if you, if it starts with your physical state where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm fine just the way I physically am in five years. If you still have that mentality, I bet other parts of your life, you're also going to be like, wow, I have not made progress in those as well. So absolutely. I just think that's, you don't need to choose one side or the other. You need to kind of combine them and have them work with each other. That was really good. That was, yin yang. that was a really strong statement. Thanks. <laughs> so what do you think about the uh, the Fired Up Podcast first official merch uh, design? I'm honored that I have to be <laughs> the, uh, the... Sacrificial lamb. <laughs> <laughs> the scapegoat. Hey, oh, for those of you guys who haven't seen, I posted on my, uh, my IG story the other day. So we're coming out with the first... The first official like team merch, like like <laughs> I'm like a part of the fired up crew. Uh, so baked into this design is a bunch of different fired up podcast lore. I'd say, like if you've been around for a while, you can get like four or five nuggets out of this. Yeah, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. This is a great inside joke. That's what I wanted. I wanted something that was like an inside joke that you had to be a part of fired up podcast yeah. to like understand. So. <laughs> I'm so freaking excited for this. So in this design, we got Cam achieving the 400-pound deadlift, finally. And uh, it's him just, like, yoked out of his mind. He's just got, like, stacks on stacks. So <laughs> An unnecessary amount of muscles. And uh, on top of his head is a focus hat. The, the legendary finally created focus hat while he's he's achieving it and uh underneath we have the the words chasing the dream <laughs> so oh that's gonna goodness. be the the first official fired up podcast merch there's got to be just think about this now there has to be a uh a trying shirt like trying to get fit trying. And it, it should be it should be someone like doing like some stupid movement like i want to i want to all right if if we do one of me i'm pretty sure i want it to be like 
stop eating like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like a, it's, it's like a pot belly. Yeah. <laughs> you wear like a stringer and... <laughs> oh, God. That sounds terrible for my ego. Yeah, right. Oh, my, that'll, be a, that'll be a good one. I'll be, I'll be wearing the tank top that you got me for my birthday yeah. <laughs> with a, a, a whole pizza in my arm. Yeah. Stop eating like an asshole. Oh, my. That would be... Flexing on the other arm. <laughs> No, no legs though. No, <laughs> all uh, all upper body. Just my right leg. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but uh, yeah, we make Cam look really good. We make me look like shit and on these <laughs> designs. No, so that one's gonna come out soon. Um, we're gonna use a actually a pretty cool system uh, where you can order and it'll be uh, printed to order or order to print. So it'll be easier for us to. Uh, get that out, one out to people, and uh, we'll actually be able to do it without me having to worry about you know the other thirty things that I'm up to. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good passive way to yeah. do it. Well, but like, I, I want to create something just fun yeah. that we could we could finally like get out for you guys if you want to be a part of the the fired up lore because we have so many like fun stories that we've created out of this. Yeah, and uh, all the ups and downs. So we got maybe we got to do like a Spartan race thing. Yeah. Me on the battlefield dying. It's like, it's like a character. You care. You carrying me. We have really big heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should do one where you're carrying me on the battlefield. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, and then yeah. and then uh, after the next one, me smoking you and you you left in the dust. I'm sorry, I had to throw it out there. Yeah, we just have to make that happen first. <laughs> That's all we gotta do. No, yeah, there's definitely some some good little nuggets. I think would be that would be fun. Like <laughs> the don't listen to this one in the dark where I can. <laughs> Don't listen to this one at night. I just be a super angry person. You're like under a blanket, (laughs) shivering. (laughs) Some of the fan favorite uh, episodes. Yeah, that'd be good. Blame yourself. (laughs) There is a. There's one other thing I wanna I wanna talk about real quick before we we wrap things up here, and it is another thing that Abby and I were were talking about a few weeks ago, and it came from this phrase. So one of what, someone, someone I know said to another person I know it was it was recently like I think it was like her birthday or something like okay. that. Okay, and she's like, "You deserve to be treated like the queen you are," and it's I am my brain <laughs> is so funny to me sometimes because in, instantly I'm like I'm like why 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 and like, even like when like my birthday comes up I'm like why should I be celebrated like what like what have I done you know, but there's this whole thing on I don't know if you guys have seen this on like Instagram but it's like it's like. Uh, and it, it goes for like, depending on who it is, it'll be like a king or queen thing where it'll be like, yo, like, keep, keep, keep your head up, king, your, your crown slipping or whatever. Or like, I'm a queen. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a boss, babe. I'm all these things. And part was like, how, what, what have, what have you done? Like, why do you think you are so up here when it, it'll be like someone taking a shot? It's like, oh, I am, I am a queen. It's like, you're not doing anything. You're not like, where's this? entitlement coming from so then it and then of course i'm just ranting to abby and she's being patient and (laughs) and so we start talking about how okay what the idea of like becoming a king or queen or a a boss babe or whatever you know whatever these why is everybody a badass these days for not doing anything exactly and and then I, i think about people like um like jocko willink or just certain athletes that i follow like like cam cam haynes runs over 15, anywhere between 15 and, and a marathon of miles a day, works out, and then also shoots arrows every day. And he works a normal 40-hour work week job in Oregon. He, I've never seen him post anything where he's like, I'm like, yo, king shit. 
<laughs> it's always like these people. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? So the was, non-achievers that are like exactly. So then, and I'm not saying like you and I are just these like super achievers who are super uh, like. You dude, know, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for like longer than two episodes, you know that I like tear myself up mentally on exactly. the inside. And so, I like shit talk myself. <laughs> you know, it's a little too much sometimes. But, but me and Abby are talking about like, well, what would it take for you to, for someone to, whatever this idea of a queen or king or, you could even use Andy Forsell as like the CEO of your life. Like you are the boss of there your you life. There you go. Like what does it take for you to get there? And, and really think about what that looks like and where you are compared to that and take the steps necessary for you to get there. You know what this is? This is a direct relation to action before title. Yeah. And that was that was an episode this year, if you guys listen to that. Um, it was the 4th of July episode, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Action before title. You have to, like, what makes you those things? And that's, I think that's a huge, I'm glad you brought that up. That's like a huge topic and a huge issue with um, our generation right now. Mm-hmm. People think that they deserve things that they have not achieved. Yeah. Why do you deserve this? Yeah. And and there are certain things where you might you might get something and you're like, you know what? I I do deserve this. Like I worked well, my butt off to get here. So when you achieve things or when you have a title, when you have do you have that imposter syndrome? Yeah. I I think I've that proves always, yeah. that proves that you're at a place where you're like, wow, I've actually achieved something. Imposter syndrome is so common because it's when we when we are actively doing things that we're we've sought ourselves out to to become or or to achieve, mm-hmm. and when we're doing them, we're like, man, do I really deserve this? And I would argue personally that to a healthy degree, maybe not like where you're like, oh, I'm so not confident with myself, mm-hmm. but a healthy level of imposter syndrome is good, yeah, because that keeps you in check. Mm-hmm. It keeps you uh, humble. It sounds super lame to say. Um, it keeps you hustling. I fucking hate that so much. I hate I hate the term hustle. Grind more no. than anything. Yeah. Like if there was one word in the in the English language, I'm saying human language in the English language that I could eliminate, it would be hustle, or it, it would be like to revert the term back to what it was when we were growing up. Yeah, like like it just meant run faster. <laughs> Like when people say side hustle, I cringe. I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why not just call it your side business or, or like, like, hey, this is my part time job that I do. Or yeah, like, you're like, oh, like, because that's such a shitty way to look at your life. You're like, man, I'm hustling. Like, I'm working on these people and like, like doing something shady. Like, yeah. I would never call what I'm doing a side hustle, no matter what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds, it just, it just kind of sounds stupid too. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Man. There's so many people who are offended by the way I said that. They're like, they say it every day. Like, I have a side hustle. <laughs> and like, it's the whole thing where it's like, like the whole like these buzzwords of like passive income. It's like, okay, well, you're not going to be able to like do something for an hour and then have it start making you money instantly. It's like, there's no, there's no passivity. There's no, you just becoming a person who drives nice cars and wears all these cool clothes. And you can, you can essentially get one of those Ferrari kits and put it over a Civic, but it's still going to run like a Civic, right? Yeah. You, you can wear all these clothes and you can rent a Lamborghini for an hour and take pictures and all this stuff. But my, my whole thing is if, if I look at someone who's maybe a big influencer on Instagram or in the news or whatever, and they're getting like praise and, and all this stuff, the first thing I think about is who is that person in the middle of the night when they're completely alone with their thoughts and they are, they're in the arena 
of their mind with themselves. Like that's really the place where I think everyone should measure themselves at. Like when, when you are in that place, do you, do you trust yourself? Do you like who you are? Um, are you, are you satisfied with the person you meet when you truly meet yourself in those dark places? Or do you realize, wow, my, my wall is built out of Legos and not concrete. Paper mache and glass. Exactly. Is it all smoke and mirrors? And that's, so I think it's, I think it's Jack's on our Instagram thing. It's like, this is just a highlight reel. I'm like, that's so true. It's like on Instagram, dude, if you're like someone who's like, so if I'm going through your feed and it's all perfect, I'm like, wow, you have a shit life because, okay, I, I, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, back up, back up. Oh, amazing. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean that. Don't listen to this one at night part two. But it's one of those things like instantly I will think, who, who are you when, what are you hiding? When you're not getting likes, when you're completely alone and you are really reviewing your life, where, where are you actually at? I like that. And if you don't like where you are, then stop posting on Instagram and do some actual work on yourself. Dude, I love I love Instagram. I love the ability to share who you really are on social media. I know a lot of people have started doing that more, so I'd say. Mm-hmm. Social media originally and even just a few years ago was all a highlight reel for a lot of people. Yeah. And that's why I like using it for it's it's uncomfortable and obviously i like things that are uncomfortable that's why you know i'm such a big fitness person um or at least i try to be right i'm trying to (laughs) uh actively every day but um that's why that's why i like using social media i'd say in a a petting the dog the wrong way against the grain (laughs) type of situation sometimes like talking about like you guys, if you've listened to the podcast recently, if uh, you know Cam and I made a joke about the uh, the super edgy weird episode I, I made when I was like <laughs> at the worst part of my life, mm-hmm. and I like that it's more authentic. Like mm-hmm. I like that I was going through tons of shit, and I still talked about it. Yeah, not to like take people down or or to like. Um, you know, come at other people. But I was like, man, this is the worst part of my life. This is the the yeah. worst moment of my life. I don't want to be around anymore. And I want to like connect with other people uh, right now or mm-hmm. create this memory so that I can look back on it and other people can look back on it and be like, wow, Andrew got through that stuff. So I can too. Right. Um, if, if you guys, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I've definitely written about it on, uh, like, I used to have a blog and all that good stuff. But I went through some sexual abuse. And I first started talking about that um, when I was in college. Because I had kind of, like, suppressed it and realized later in life that I had gone through that. And not to, like, destroy somebody, you know, and, you know, come after, you know, someone or their family or whatever. But in order to connect with other people and to create this this humanistic um, reality, I'd say, uh, of, of a real person who, who's going through some tough stuff. I was able to, by talking about that publicly, connect with so many people that I knew mm-hmm. and so many people that I've never met who yeah. reached out to me to talk to me about that specific thing because um, people don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I had people, once again, who I knew and who I did not know, some of them, many of them being like, hey, I've never talked about this with anybody before. Just because it's so cool to be able to connect with people in a certain way 
uh, and helpful when you know that they've gone through something similar, right? Mm-hmm. So the same idea when when I was going through that tough shit a few months ago, I was like, man, I just need to talk about it. And I'm also mm-hmm. somebody who really you know it helps me to, to talk about things. So I don't know. Like your point, this is just a highlight reel. I love using social media for... I'd say the wrong things. The bloopers. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. The things the things that aren't highlight reels. And right. I think that's cool. Like uh I love going through and posting these uh these these progress pictures through 75 hard. And I'm not <laughs> I I originally because you don't have to do that, but I originally thought I was like, okay, I want to make this like a, a, a social media thing. How can I do this without soliciting my half naked body to everybody on social media? <laughs> so I, I use that cover picture. So if you actually want to see it, you have to like, oh, you have to I swipe, see. right? Yeah. So every single day, I can't stop swiping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hooked. It, my engagement skyrocketed. <laughs> no, um, and Andrew's obviously, starting an OnlyFans. <laughs> an OnlyFans account. I'm gonna spread my cheeks for everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um pull it back pull it back in let's uh let's talk about the real stuff um no yeah, that was the real stuff <laughs> <laughs> holy shit um anyways um so by doing that by posting a cover photo every day of like 75 hard i'm like warning people like hey this isn't just me being like, hey, check this out. This is like me posting it. And then if you want to be a part of it, if you want to see what's going on, you got to swipe and engage with it, right? Right. I thought that was the best way to go about it. But it's fun because I'm posting the days where like I don't feel good and like I'm bloated. Like you'd see it's- I've a- noticed that. There, there are some days where I'm like, oh, Andrew's looking really lean. And then maybe like two days later, it's like, oh, it's like not as well. But it, there's so many variables. And it's such you know? a good reminder too, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, I've been in a, a, a consistent calorie deficit for this entirety, the, the entirety of it. And some days I look like I've gained 10 pounds mm-hmm. and then I'm back down and I'm like, man, like I'm really lean again. Yeah. I feel, this is funny though. I talked about this with a few different people recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel so mentally hard on myself right now. When I take my shirt off and look in the mirror, I'm like, dude, you look like shit. <laughs> and I'm the best I've ever looked in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it and I remember when I go back to April and I look at this terrible fucking photo of myself <laughs> where I'm like literally the Pillsbury Doughboy. I'm like, who is this piece of shit? I <laughs> see, guys. This is literally what I talk. This is, this is Andrew's mental dialogue every day. <laughs> so I I look at that photo and I remember being like, oh, dude, you're not doing too bad. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like this photo, Kim. I'll have to remind you. I think you probably have seen it. And so you know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. it is so embarrassing to for, for me to like look back at this and be like, dude, this is where you were. And I'm I was so like nicer to myself mentally. Oh wow, yeah. Isn't that insane? <laughs> like who is this person? Yeah, you do look a little dough. You like you can you can tell that you um have upper abs somewhere in there <laughs> dude that's that's nuts well you know what it is it's i think and a then, big part is you realizing and where, looking at myself yeah your waist is way smaller yeah looking at myself now i'm like harder on myself today it seems like one of those things that it's because you kind of realize where you could be 
and you're like, oh, like I have, there's many levels above this. Where in that, it's the um, same thing for your performance stuff, right? Exactly. And that one, that one in April, where you're like, oh yeah, I don't look too bad, but you're kind of just satisfied with where you are, but you didn't, you weren't acknowledging the fact. Maybe you didn't know how lean you could get, and now that you're proving to yourself, like, wow, it's been a short amount of time. It's only been forty something days, and you're this much leaner. Now you realize, like, oh my gosh, like there is like work to be done. And I would actually advise you to maybe like keep that mentality, but also say like, dude, you, you are the leanest you've ever been. And you should be like, wow, this is the, the best I've ever looked. And it's going to keep getting better, you know, cause you don't want to, you don't want to look back on those pictures when you're like 40 and be like, wow, like I looked so good, but I never like ever acknowledged it. You know, you kind of want to be blissfully dissatisfied where you're like, wow, this is like, Absolutely. The the most abs I've ever had. The more you like, you have a bicep vein now, which you've never had. At least that I've like seen with training with you. But like you had one today, and it's like those little things. You're like, wow, like this is the best I've had so far, and I'm still progressing. You know, that's such a great point. And even in the first photo of my my 75 hard progress pictures, I remember seeing that photo. I'm like, I'm not too bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm doing okay. <laughs> Good starting point. Like this is like this is a great starting point for me. Yeah. And looking back at it, I'm like, dude, what are you doing with your life? Like, <laughs> how are you happy with yourself? Hmm. It's so funny. And maybe it sounds negative to some people who are listening to this, but I'm I'm truly looking at this in a positive light. And I hmm. I would encourage you guys to do the same thing. I look at those things and it's encouraging because I'm like, man, I can be so much more. And sometimes I think we need to start moving in order to feel that because I'm in the fitness industry. I'm a trainer. I've been a trainer for six years now. And I was at that mentality a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is comfortable. This is okay. Yeah. And now that I'm progressing and progressing aggressively, it's a great reminder. I'm like, man, there is so much more that can be done and mm-hmm. achieved. Yeah. And it's, it's, being felt in all these different areas of life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think one of the greatest takeaways of the 75 hard thing is. Did you know that 75 hard is a one-year program? Yeah, you know, there's like phases after or something like that. The last phase, phase three, is supposed to end 30 days prior to the start of 75 hard. Mm. So if you fail phase three, you fail the year. So I've accidentally stumbled into a one-year program. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> You're fine with it. Don't act like you're not. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I also heard it the other day, and I'm like, what? You're, you're like, oh, no. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, but then that's just, it even goes to show, you know, at the end of the year, you'll look back at where you are now, and you'll be like, oh, my gosh. Like, that'll be your new point where you're like, wow, I, where was I then? And right now, you're like the most mentally sharp you've ever been. But compared to where you'll be in nine months, it'll be, you know, it'll be like light years away and that's one of those things where it's like i'm excited for 2021 there are people who are doing far less but thinking of themselves much higher you oh know? that was so that was so such a good takeaway like a good way to sum it up yeah it's so easy to think you're doing so much more when you're doing less and then when you start doing more you're like i'm a shithead <laughs> right and Pete, dude, I, I just think it's not not negative though. It's like I can be so much more. Exactly. Is a good way to look at it, right? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Wanna, I mean, well, it kind of depends on your personality type. If you're someone who's like, "Wow, I'm being like just 
a real bitch right now and you need to get your ass in gear, there's a there's probably a time for that. It's probably not where you should like always kind of be at, but I think I just think people in general and myself included, this is like a really good reminder for myself is that you're you're just able to overcome way more than you think and you're able to the obstacles that are in your way just think about how much they are actually in your way because odds are there's at least something you can do about it and there's more that you can do like even if like doctors tell you certain things like hey this is the way it is it's like well how about you try to find that out for yourself i mean obviously if you get if you get some news that's like you know, okay, you have you have terminal cancer. It's like okay, you can't you can't mindset. I probably have terminal cancer. You can't mindset your way out of that. But if they're like, hey, your family history shows you are probably going to be obese. It's like, if you decide like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just going to live with this. It's like, well, find that out for yourself. Do everything in your power to disprove that. And if you still get disproven, well, you you won't you won't you'll you'll learn that you actually have control of that and you can do way more. Um, than what you think you're capable of doing, but you have to be willing to think like, okay, I'm at this level and you have to believe the fact that this is not the final level. You haven't faced the final boss yet, right? So find, I guess this is kind of the takeaways. Find that next, we'll combine our two things here. Find that next level towards you essentially gaining your crown. Because if you think you're someone who's like, oh, I'm like king shit, queen bee, whatever, first off like you're not like stop you should stop telling yourself that it's you sound like an idiot (laughs) but it doesn't mean you can't get there all right so just think like what's my next level to building up my crown and then go and do that thing i love that it's so good and i would i would add in there remember that if you feel like you're like oh i'm okay right here where i am Mm -hmm. you can there's a real great chance that you can be doing better. Just because I felt like I was doing okay with fitness, it feels like night and day. I look back yeah. at those photos 43 days ago, I'm like, who was this guy? Mm-hmm. So remember that. Sometimes you have to get moving to realize how much more you can achieve. Yeah. That's what we got for you. So for this week, figure those things out. Yeah. Right? We should also start tracking the things that we tell people to do every week and then checking in. <laughs> Instead of just building with a little bit of follow up would be right. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks yeah. for being a part of this podcast. If you got something out of this podcast, make sure to share it with somebody. Um, post us on social media, Instagram stories, Facebook stories, always a really good one, or Facebook posts, uh, all that good stuff. Or if it's just coming up in conversation, what are you listening to these days? Uh, you can always throw us a bone that way. Yeah. We should. I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm not going to ask permission. Um, also, a little fun fact: Andrew and I will be in in one week. We are actually going to be hosted on another podcast, so we can give a little shout out to this. Uh, I think it's get getting fitty with it. <laughs> um, we're going to be on that podcast, so I, I'm sure we'll we'll post about that. Yeah, um, talking to one of our our good buddies, uh, Holly Stark, and um, and her co-host about. I think it's just like a, just overall wellness. I mean, I know Holly's very holistically approached as far as wellness and. And all, on all that, being healthy on on all levels. So, um, don't worry. But we'll still. It's gonna be fun. Our own episode. And then I'm also gonna do another thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak this into existence and manifest it into my destiny. Okay. <laughs> I I want to punch myself in the face when I say that. I, I also hate when people do that shit. It's so annoying. 
manifest your happiness. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I am so sick. Oh my god, it's my destiny. Like, just shut the hell up and just just do something. Anyways, this is where my brain goes. So, uh, another thing we're gonna have. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna, our good friend Jax, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have her on um, before the end of October. We are gonna have her on to talk about. She did a, a bodybuilding show. And she learned a lot about her own mental health as far as it pertains to diet and exercise. And I know she's just very into the the mental health side of um, fitness. So I think that'll be a that'll be absolutely a good, that'll be a good conversation too. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah, and she's as as big of a goofball and shithead as we are. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jax and I are the exact same person. She, yeah, she's a girl. Yeah, I mean, you guys have the same length hair, and it just happens that you're a, you're a, you're a man, <laughs> she's a woman. And, yeah. What what an episode coming up. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got all that fun stuff um, up ahead. So, yeah, thanks for your part of it, guys. Yeah. Have a good week, and we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah. I live the life I deserve. Bless. Fuck a vacay, I feel better at work. Like, Father, forgive me, these are all my confessions, man, this wasn't lucky.